This proves that Joey Chestnut is the greatest athlete of all time. True, <laughs> <laughs> This is like an article we would write. Absolutely. I mean, what's more American? Smashing hot dogs more than anybody else ever could. He said, I don't even foot, so I'm just working through the pain. That's what I would expect a true American hero yeah. to say. Like, do you think. Do you think Joey Chestnut, like, gets bitches? I think he's a certain type of bitches. <laughs> I can only imagine the type of women that. Like, the, I'm the. 15-time defending hot dog eating champion. So, like, what kind of ladies that pulls? The thing that, like, drives me crazy is that, like, a lot of the chicks that you wouldn't expect to have the weirdest, like, fetishes ever or, like, to be obsessed with a guy. Because Joey Chestnut's a famous fucking dude. Like, he's, I think he's had that title for, like, 15 years or something like that. Are we recording? Yeah, I okay. have been like for the last like two minutes. Okay, well, because Joey Chet, he's one of those dudes. I think he's I think he's had the title for like 15 years or something like. Like, I don't know if Kobayashi was in the hot dog game, but when he beat Kobayashi, I guess it was hot dogs. He like he became an American hero in the eyes of some. It was like but, Rocky knocked out Ivan Drago yeah. in Rocky Four. But you always end up seeing like the weirdest dudes who are famous for the weirdest shit with like the hottest women. That's true. It's just so strange. Well, I, I mean, it, it narrows your pool down, but I mean, there's still probably some elite options in that weird pool. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That like, be... like you definitely are filling a niche, but you're probably the top of that niche. Oh yeah. So you get your pick. Yeah, you're <laughs> just <laughs> whoever you want. I'm the lord over these eleven thousand yeah. people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and some of them are gonna. I look up his wife. I bet she's a smoke show. Or his girlfriend. He seems like a bachelor like, type, type of guy. <laughs> it's like, not, not one woman can handle Joey Chestnut. <laughs> no, but the craziest thing about him. They interview him, like, are you ever going to get married, Joe? And he's like, bro, wait too. Yeah, he's married. like, I'm he's the like, fucking, I'm the wiener warrior. What do you mean? <laughs> Welcome to the fucking show. Bam, you know, but a lot of the listeners don't know. Um, for the entirety of my life, the identity of my father has been a complete mystery to me, my mother, um, my family. Uh, in, in light of recent events and further DNA testing, um, the identity of my father has been revealed. Oh, no. It is uh, Rocky John. WWE Legendary it. Hall of Famer. I knew it. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people hearing the news are not surprised. Uh, we look almost identical. Yeah. Um, people imagine, are, imagine if The Rock himself was like seven inches shorter mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. red, long, flowing hair. Yep. Uh, uh, spitting image of old dad. Yeah. <laughs> Good old Rocky. Good pops, as they call him. Um, so having said that, I know you're getting blown up, Dwayne, brother, but... Um, is he a full brother or a half brother? Uh, he's half, but okay. you know, in in the Johnson family, we're all family. Doesn't matter relation. We're like the Toretto's. Johnson and Johnson. We roll deep. <laughs> um, so anyway, if you're listening, Dwayne, um, I uh, I'll be reaching out to you soon. Um, I need some help. I've financially. I've got crippling <laughs> crippling student loan debt. <laughs> I've got a podcast I need to fund. Company I need to take down. Fuck Duke's Mayo Duke's for the boys. Mayo. Let's go. We, we can convince The Rock to buy Duke's Mayo and shutter the doors. 
if anybody can do it, it's Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Our brother. Our brother. <laughs> it feels like we're related. Yeah, I'm part of the Mayo Boys. You're an honorary Mayo Boy. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, he's. I, I. I would. I'll try to convince him to let you in. But as of right now, you know, me and the Rock, we got some stuff to sort out. Yeah. Some. Um, yeah. Some brother. Some. We got some heart to hearts. We got. He. You know, some graduations he missed. And some, some major lot, life events that he was absent Got a for. lot I need to catch you up on, brother. Yeah, it's, been a, it's been a long 27 years. <laughs> you're making, no, what do you do? That's what you ask. <laughs> it's like, God, you're a big guy. Like, you, you're like, do you play football? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so anyway, um, yeah, Dwayne, if you're listening, I'll be in touch soon, brother. Uh, I'm so happy for you. Yeah, so I, just, I had to get that off the chest. And, uh, and so, you know, you, you sent me that that tweet and it just it all clicked it all made sense yeah it just that just that had to be and i asked my mom and she was like well um the the early 90s were a hell of a time me and rocky also yeah also i haven't confirmed when dad died um to see if it even lines up but the dna test i'm, I'm getting good I'm, i have a feeling i'm gonna get good results oh yeah i yeah. mean just looking at you i can just tell yeah it's I, i'm honestly i'm surprised it took me this long to figure it out Speaking of legends and heroes, would you like to touch on old Joey Jaws Chestnut? Oh, the, the truest American <laughs> the hero. Truest this, American is, this is the real Captain America. Yeah, the wiener warrior himself. <laughs> the glizzy gobbler. Yeah. Um, so you, you sent me the article, so I'll let you go ahead and tell the folks about what, what went down on our 4th of July Monday. Well, I mean, I mean, first of all, the man's a warrior. He's playing injured. Yeah, I don't know. I think you yeah. said that he had some was there, some ruptured tendons. Yeah, he's in his got. Leg. I think he has like a, a some kind of ankle tendon or some kind of lower leg tendon that is popped. He was in like a full cast. Yeah. Or something. Now, as a sports medicine expert, would you say that would affect his eating in any way? It definitely could. It could. But he didn't let it stop him. He didn't. No. And he also did not <laughs> let the protesters stop him. No. <laughs> this man, I mean, proved this is why he's Captain America. Yeah. Because immediately after he looked over and saw somebody was protesting something, he was like, "I'm gonna choke that man out." Yeah. Just got. Immediately in a triangle, I would took, I w- took him out. I would also like to add, I didn't I didn't see how many hot dogs he was in when it happened, but I can imagine he's like lethargic. He's like he's probably twenty down. Well, I think I remember seeing that it was like seventeen or eighteen, maybe. Jesus Christ! Can you imagine doing anything after seven hot dogs? And that's in like he usually puts down those first seventeen or eighteen in like two minutes. Oh like, yeah, they're they're going in four at a time. Yeah. <laughs> So imagine, like, think about this. Imagine how many hot dogs he currently had in his mouth while he was choking this protester. <laughs> he did have a and full ass fucking and mouth. you're going to tell me that's not yeah. an athlete. It was it was the most, like, no, it was poor form, granted, but he's not a UFC fighter. Right. But it Given was the, the most aggressive chokehold I've ever seen in my life. Like, he grabbed him he with, was... like, the most forearm um, like intensity I've yeah. ever seen in my life. There was zero hesitation. Yeah. And then he just throws them behind him and lets somebody else clean up the gotta trash. Gotta get back to my yeah. dogs. Yeah. Gotta like, get back. <laughs> I've got a trophy to win. I got bunk in yeah. this water. No, but the craziest thing is that I, I don't know if they reset the time or stopped the clock or what happened, but Joey not only took the dude, but he ate 63 hot dogs, which is well short of his record, 76. Still an insane amount of hot dogs. He still buns. won by 14 hot dogs. Yeah. No, I lied. 16 hot dogs. Oh, Jesus. It was a blowout. Yeah. Can you imagine, like, eating 48, 47 hot dogs and not winning an eating competition? Yeah. And then you're just like, you have your second place trophy and you're probably violently sick for the next, like, nobody, two days. Nobody, like, <laughs> you finished in second by enough that nobody will remember your name. Yeah. Yeah, if you lose by one, 
And like, oh, look like, at this guy who yeah. gave Joey Chestnut a good run. Yeah, good luck next year. Not when you lose by double digits. Yeah. And, like, substantial double digits. There, we had, like, don't go in the record three books. or four solid years of, like, Joey Chestnut, Kobayashi hype. Yeah. And then like, we realized that the game had passed Kobayashi by. Chestnut was just manhandling him at this point. Yeah, it's... And then just smashing his own records for the next, like, seven years. After. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm, and, unless I'm wrong, so I think Kobayashi... Because Joey, Joey and Kobayashi compete at a lot of different foods yeah. from what I've seen. But I think once Joey beat Kobayashi in the house, I don't think anybody's come close. Like, it, it might have been – like, I think he's lost in other food events, but the hot dog is, like, his thing. Oh, yeah. that's I mean, and, and, and I think Kobayashi still does, like, other foods and still does – well, he actually, he might be retired. I have no idea. But from what I know is, like, as soon as Joey took over from Kobayashi, I don't think he ever gave it back. Oh, yeah. And not only did he choke out the protester mid-eating contest, but he, he eats 63 hot dogs, which is not his world record. His world record's... No, but that's why I wanted to ask you if you thought it could affect him, because he came in, like, I think it was 12 under his record, which, yeah, 13, I 13, mean, 76, I think. I mean, that's when you got... It begs the question, like, is Joey Chestnut out of his prime? Well, I think... I could, and I don't even have all the details. I don't think they stopped the time. I don't think that... I think they just kind of let it go. Which it, doesn't seem fair. I think it messed with his flow a little bit. I think so because I mean you got to think if it took him. I, I mean, what do they have? Two minutes? I don't even know how many minutes. They I have. think it's ten minutes. Ten he, minutes. It okay, so 12, it used to be twelve minutes. That's why the fact that he kept crushing the record was so unbelievable because he had two less minutes to do it in. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Two minutes for seventy-six hot dogs is not even humanly possible. So anyway, um, but 75. but you got to think it stopped him for thirty, forty-five. If you divide seventy-six by ten, I mean that's at least five to six hot dogs. I would that's imagine true. that. It might have halt. I don't know. I mean, even then, he's not on record pace. And it, that's true. Yeah, and also, or have we physically reached the human length of the of hot dogs somebody I, can consume I, in I, ten minutes? Also, it, it might have something to do with you know he had seventy six last year, which broke his record, and I think the next closest person was about as close as they were this time, which was yeah. forty seven. So he's like, nobody's ever gonna break seventy six. How about I just win this contest, like? moonwalking tennis he's like magic johnson if larry bird didn't exist right exactly. it's just like he's just out there winning and yeah. whatever yeah he's so he's he's like i want to win this and also still be able to like go out tonight yeah <laughs> that's that's what i would do honestly yeah. like i'd be peeking over and be like all right he's at like 40 it's like i'm actually good i'm gonna sit right here and for the three minutes can on you, my 58 can you imagine he stops like a minute to go and he's just watching <laughs> he just you. like paces back and forth behind other competitors yeah. like watching and they all start like puking as yeah. he, like, he comes just near them he takes his like his digital score counter, he just turns it towards you, and he's, he's like, good luck. Just walks around holding it. <laughs> You're down by 20 at the minute left. <laughs> Better get to them dogs, buddy. Yeah. He's, he's just, like, he's, like, moonwalking off stage. Got a few like, to go to like catch old Joey. He's grittying with a minute yeah. left. <laughs> One of the men, like, dressed like Apollo Creed. Oh, shit, yeah. That would have been. Just, like, the full, like, extends yeah. and, like, American flag trunks. And... Okay, so, the, all right, so, speaking of that, this is a topic I just thought of that might take some thought, but who who do you think is the most American athlete? The most American athlete. Joey Chestnut's up there. If you're, but, but if you're going in, like. Modern or, like, all time? I would say all time, really. I mean, it's it, it's a big thing to think of, and we can talk about other stuff as we come back to it. But because it's just a thought that dinged into my head, which would make a great post July Fourth episode. It's like what Americans like 
just what embo- like your, your embodiment of i mean it doesn't have to be negative but just an american i was gonna say like, i was gonna say babe yeah. ruth yeah <laughs> I was gonna, yeah i mean that's a good just answer a big fat guy cranking dingers yeah like, i think that's, that's that's a pretty good american that embodies hero. the american spirit i think yeah i think america wants to think that it's a muhammad Ali. it's not i would say uh, within the same line of thinking butterbean yeah, Butterbean is a good, which we we've talked about Butterbean, I think, already on this podcast. He is definitely a male. Boy, yeah, people don't talk about Butterbean enough. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a tank of a human. Yeah, and uh, and we'll revisit this, but it's just something to think about as as the episode goes on. Okay. So what else we got? We're gonna talk about the uh, the Big Ten. Let's talk to about be the like Big the Ten North SEC. Yep. I get what they're going for, but just like logistically speaking, I don't know how this is going to work. Well, that's what uh, people were making the argument. It's like, I, I can't wait until I see these, um, what is it? We, we, it was either the Big Ten or Pac-12 players waking like 9 o'clock games because yep. they have to travel like across the East Coast. I can't or wait to see, yeah, a noon kickoff of USC playing at Rutgers yeah. in November. Like that's going to be electric. Yeah, you because it's what a, it's a four-hour difference, I think, from coast to coast. Three hours. Three-hour difference from coast yeah. to coast. So, you know, a, but, a the not, t- but the temperature difference from Southern Los Angeles to Scotty, New Jersey. Exactly. Yeah. That's going to be what they're going to have to deal with. Agreed. Plus it's also three hours. Like, I guess, late. well, I got to know the time will really matter. I don't know. I don't understand time. Or if they have to well. play. Yeah. If UCLA is playing at Michigan in the last week of November and you're like, how are you going to deal with these <laughs> negative 10 degree wind chills? Right. Yeah. Well, I guess it really goes into, you know, have what, what high school they come from. Like if, if yeah. Pac-12 is, you know, if UCLA is only, you know, recruiting Southern Los Angeles people, I guess it would definitely be an issue. But. I think we can also officially do an RIP to the Alliance because the Alliance is starting to cannibalize itself oh, now. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, once – The whole Big Ten, like Big 12, Pac-12, Well, it, well, it like became ACC a, group. like – It became one of those things where it's like if you're not trying to move, you're not trying to, like, make your conference bigger, you're going to get so left It's like behind. the all-time, like – Backstab move by the Big Ten. They're like, yeah, we'll join your little alliance. And yeah. then, like, the whole time, they were just, like, bringing USC and UCLA off to the side, like, pst. Yep. Hey, yeah, what are you guys uh, doing in 2024? Well, yeah. <laughs> 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 Welcome to the Big Leagues. Um, yeah, I mean, it, I, I think it's very clear that... Trying to make some real money? I don't know. If it's to anybody that think that there's an alliance in one of the biggest, you know, capitalistic, yeah, no. like, businesses out there, then they're fucking crazy. Like, the more millions of dollars is being exchanged the less likely chance you're going to have any loyalty of any kind yeah and there's not going to be like nobody's gonna be playing by the fucking rules especially now that you have this nil shit oh yeah where texas a&m is doing everything except telling you that we're gonna pay a billion dollars this year to try to win a national yeah. championship they really i saw like a video of a texas a&m coach like walking recruits around the stadium yeah. and he's like you uh-huh. see those suites up there he's yep. like well those suites are gonna be paying you guys a lot of money yeah i was like you do realize that every single one of these players because yeah. this is this is on their IG right now but who who even knows if it's fucking illegal like the ncaa is just like we don't know what we're doing right now so yeah I, because teams I, like texas a&m are taking advantage of right that, it's like we're gonna do whatever we want until you tell us what we can't do yeah and that's exactly how they're gonna do it like they're gonna do this, this nil thing with really no rules and then they're gonna be the like absolute debauchery of it and yeah. see like okay what do we really need to peel back here it's it like, is wild to see like in real time like what the market value is for those college athletes they're curious about it all those years insane. and now they're giving like high schoolers like promising them like nine ten million dollars yeah like set like a high seven figure it's like deal. how much were those dudes like how much was like barry sanders and like bo jackson getting paid in college under the table that right. we never knew about yeah exactly yeah i agreed i mean it's it's definitely – my only problem is that I don't want it to, like, 
which which I think it will to to kill like the allure of college football. Oh yeah, which is, it's going to this is it's going it to absolutely been. destroy it because yeah. like college football, you know, waking up on a Saturday morning like even before like pregame times, like before I could drink, like yeah. just waking up knowing that today I'm going to watch college football all day. Right. And I'm going to like enjoy the, you know, the the fan rivalry and like, you know, the college game days. And now it's kind of going to be the same thing, but now, you know, it's it's just very clear that we're just we're it's who has the most money who has the most money and it's it's gonna be much less of a chance that i give it a couple years before everything kind of like comes back down to earth on that because at some point like you have to think that these businesses aren't going to want to shell out millions of dollars every single year for i mean only 25 percent of those guys are going to end up being star players exactly and they also have to weigh on what their return of investment is going to be while they're in college because a lot of those players are going to be they're going to use them while they're in college. Like, like Oscar Shibway, like he'll, he'll probably be a decent NBA player, but he will be one of the highest NIL deals in college basketball right. because of what he can do as a Kentucky yeah, player. And he's marketable. Exactly. So it's, it's, it's really, it's, it depends on, you know, clearly if a player has pro level talent and I play in the long game that, you know, they're worth more money, but if they're only going to be, I guess, worth it, if they're in college is kind of wrong as that says. Yeah. I mean, it's, you all have value there too. So, so it some, really just depends on what people's return, like, like ROIs are. If business in Tuscaloosa is given like every recruit, like 150 grand and like half of them are third stringers. Right. Like how, how you really want to pay a third stringer 150 grand? Like how much marketing are you really getting out of that? Right. And my thing is, is, you know, if you like, is there any kind of contract or are they handing them the money? Because what if, you know, what if you're paying a player, a million dollars over the course of four years and then he transfers yeah <laughs> or like you know he gets hurt right and he's done for a year or waiting waiting for one of these businesses to put in the contracts that they're signing like hey we also get like five percent of your professional earnings whenever you actually make it pro right yeah they basically are paying you to become your agent right essentially that's see that, that's where it's going to get gross which is where the ncaa will have to step in and be like yeah every contract needs to be looked over by the school like law firm or the I'm sure they're whatever the legal to, team really is. Yeah. Oh no. I mean, granted some of the players who are smart are having their lawyers and families look over, but yeah. I, but I, there's definitely going to be some players out they there. It's like how much, over. how much? Yeah, sure. Let's or whenever they sign a contract and it says, yeah, we'll pay you 1.5 million, but it's like, fine print of the contract like yeah. if you become all conference or if yeah. you get this many followers on social media or yeah and that's where it can get bad because like a lot of these a lot of these kids literal kids yeah are going to be it'll be the first contract they ever sign like in their life because contracts aren't binding for anybody under the age of 18 you have the the minor deal where you can just opt out and right. claim ignorance or whatever but once you're 18 that shit's gone. Yeah. So if you, you have no experience. Like half of them never bought a car before. They don't have houses. Right. A lot of their families probably don't and have houses. And there's like here's five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Just sign on the dotted line, right? Here. Yeah. It's like life changing money yeah. for most people. Yeah. Well, you saw what happened with like with like record labels in like the yeah. early two thousands. It's, 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 it's gonna be coaching money. It's gonna be fucking Motown, is what it's like yeah. college football yeah, business like, is gonna like be. Like Death Row Records or, yeah. or uh, uh, Young Money, pretty much yeah. with like Birdman just some stealing like, all your money. Some like mattress store in Alabama is gonna make billions of dollars because they like signed like a one percent like we get all your professional earnings, one percent of your professional earnings for your whole career. Yeah. If you sign this, and they're gonna have so many like all pros that just have to be paying money to this mattress firm yeah i uh this this is really funny so i won't i won't name any names um but we have 
So I, I work in sports medicine at, at a high school, and we have um, we had an athlete who graduated last year. He's going to some – I won't say the school or, the, or the, the player, but he's going to a D3 college to play football, and he said, I just signed an NIL deal. <laughs> I'm like, what? What? What are you talking about? Who? Barely, I, don't know if it's, I, I don't know if it's like the local radio station or if it, it's, it's some local business. And I think what they do is – they probably have an allegiance to the college. They have like this, like universal, and I like whoever, whatever football player comes here. Right. If they're on full scholarship or something, I'll give them a thousand dollars. Right. Or like I'll give them five hundred bucks or something. That's just funny to me. They're just like yeah, yeah. D three. I was like, bro, you're at D th- like you're at a D three university. Like you'd be lucky to be starting for this D three university. I'm trying and you to just think signed an NIL deal. <laughs> what business is like low profile enough, but also has enough disposable income to be throwing thousands of dollars exactly. at D three football players? <laughs> it's well, it's it's in a small town and. I don't even remember what state it is, but I would imagine it's probably a business that has a complete like oligarchy over that town. Like right. they're just running that on. It's like the local Amish community is just throwing bread at the local <laughs> football team. <laughs> they're selling so many chairs. They have an Amish furniture store that has a complete like tyrannical lead over the city. They're like, if you control the football team, you control. Sounds furniture. like Ohio. Yeah. I mean, that would check out in Ohio too. They fucking love football oh, up dude, there. Ohio is, Ohio is just an insane place because. Like, other than Cincinnati, there's really, like, no reason to visit Ohio. Right. I don't think at all for any reason. You can go to Cedar Point. That's true. Yeah. What's that, that is one thing they do. Is, is that, they is got that amusement Sandusky, parks. Ohio? That's a... Uh, or is that where... King, that's Kings Island. Kings Island is Sandusky, I think. Ah, fuck. Where is it? Is it Columbus? No. Columbus. I don't know. That's at the very top. Yeah, it's up there. It's close to Michigan, I yeah. think. Yeah. So, um... But yeah, I mean, other than a few, like, cause, cause Cincinnati's dope. I'll give Cincinnati credit. Cincinnati's a little town. Yeah. Um, it's very similar to Louisville. I've never been to Cleveland, and I know it would be miserable. I feel like I would just get sick walking into Cleveland. Everybody that is from Cleveland, I mean, been through a lot sports wise. Yeah. So general, they've been a lot in, in a lot of different ways. There's a general sadness. It's, it seems like it's like U.S. version of Britain, where it's always just kind of gray. Yeah. It's just, it's because <laughs> there's so much smog. Yeah. It just always self All these factories, their economy hasn't been the same since LeBron left. Yeah. I was about to say, and then LeBron came in and just lit up the sky, and then yeah. he left, and then it just like small. I've heard so many over. people say that that Cleveland really did base their like half their like city's economic strategy around LeBron James being I on the sh- Cleveland Cavaliers. I mean, get, get in where you fit in, dog. <laughs> yeah. They, they built up like a whole downtown area around the arena, and then LeBron was like, yeah, it makes sense that why they burned his jersey and like literally ripped his poster off of the you know how everything in Cleveland. They had to have sucked that they burned all the LeBron jerseys the first time, and then he came back and they had to buy him again, and then they had to burn another round of LeBron yep. jerseys. They're like, that's one hundred and eighty-five dollars that I just blew on. Well, how? Because like, because I I know he was hometown kid, but Akron. Like, how close is Akron to Cleveland? I think it's pretty close. It's like that's, a, that's what yeah, I, would I think it's like 20, 30 minutes. It's probably like the biggest metropolis close to it. I yeah, would assume. it is. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. But, okay, um, so, yeah. Let's move into free agency, since we're on the topic of LeBron, Cleveland, burning jersey, stuff like that. Um, depending on agents to a lot of these teams, there might have been a, a lot of jersey burning <laughs> this past few days. So much. Yeah. basically all on fire right now. Yeah, and yeah, then they said Donovan Mitchell's being shopped, and they're saying he's not being shopped. The, and apparently the Knicks they don't have are, a head coach. So apparently like, the Knicks are really trying to get Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, I've seen now that he's not an option. I mean, the Knicks, the Knicks would have pieces, but what Utah's been doing, they don't know what they're if doing. If the price for, I mean, they got a steal in my opinion for what they got back from Rudy Gobert. 
because they yeah. got what four players and five draft picks. Yeah, something like that. I will. So here's the thing, because this is where me and you differ. You, you don't think that the Rudy Gobert trade makes sense, and I don't think it makes sense for how much they gave up for him. But I think he does make sense on that team. I can see how it might fit. I yeah. just, I mean, your best player is already your center at this point. Carl Towns has been all yeah. NBA numbers, and I think <clears throat> you've got a nice young player in Anthony Edwards now that can take yep. over on the wing. I think, I mean, more than anything, I think they need a point guard. Yeah, That's well, not... they, they still have D'Angelo Russell, who, when D'Angelo Russell is playing well, he plays as good, really, as a, you know, a Kyle Lowry, Alonzo Ball, you know, something like that. Like, But the problem is consistency. He really doesn't have consistency. Right. He doesn't have as good of a jump shot as, you know, an elite point guard you would want. He's, But he's he works for that team. I think they and, and if Anthony Edwards could just shoot, I mean he can he can shoot well, but if he could just shoot a little better, like yeah. if he had like if he had like that pull up power, almost like yeah, a Donovan still, Mitchell he's style, he's still young, he's, he's still, still like twenty young. years old. Right, you're absolutely right. Um, but <clears throat> I, I think the Rudy Gobert trade, minus what they what it took to get him, as far as just getting him on that team, it makes sense because Carl Anthony Towns, yes, is the center, but there's always been a question around his toughness on defense. Yeah, his his rebounding ability is pretty good, but. You know, he kind of gets bullied in the paint by big centers. Rudy Gobert is Defensive Player of the Year as a center. That's basically what he does. His offense is manageable, but it's not really his forte. Uh, that passer, pretty good passer. Carl Anthony Towns, I think, given some defensive freedom and an ability as well to space the floor even better now because he doesn't have to be in the paint as much. Dude's like a 41%, 42% three-point shooter. Oh, he's an like incredible that. shooter. Yeah. It, it, having him out of space, the floor, he can take off the dribble if he needs. He can go back to basket. I think he will be able to play more in his realm in that system. Then you also have Anthony Edwards, who can literally catch a body at any moment. Oh my god! And then, or then pull up from once. The I think I texted you this whenever I saw it, but I can see somewhat see the vision if they're planning on just making Cat the full time four, yeah. just playing him in like the Chris Stapps Porzingis type role, right. just hovering around the perimeter. But I think. You can see, like, what happened with the Suns. I think guard play is just so important. The Suns, the second Agreed, they got Chris yeah. Paul on that team, that was they took a leap from, like, barely yep. not even making the playoffs to top of the West yeah. in almost no time. Uh, agreed. But but also, you know, I mean, there's only so many of those point guards That's that true. can really do that for you. So, do you choose, do we go sell all out for a, an elite point guard that you're probably not going to get? Or you see the Gobert opportunity, you take and it. And your big problem is so – your biggest problem is that you're in Minnesota. So you can't be like, hey, Kyrie, you want to come play in Minnesota? Right. And he's like, fuck no, I don't yeah, want to come like, play in Minnesota. Not. Absolutely no, not. I don't. Boston like, was bad enough. And that's <laughs> why I hated the fact that they traded those draft picks because that's how teams like it's yeah. our players is yeah. through the draft. Like yeah, it's nobody's, like it's the, uh, it's the Pacers effect. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the Pacers, the Spurs, like a lot of play, like they don't get players in free agency often. Yeah, that's true. Utah Jazz. I, I feel like that's more of a Spurs attribute on office because I think they have, I think they have so much faith in their front office that they will draft yeah. the proper talent that they really don't seek free agency like that. That's true. San Antonio. They did is, sign Aldridge. Yeah, that's true, and back which, which was, was a good stud. signing for them. Um, well, back back then, but um, like San Antonio is not a bad place to live. No, or be. Like, it's just it's, not a big market. Right. Exactly. Especially when you're competing with Dallas. That's why and every Houston. every player that's been 
like all-star caliber, I would say, maybe a little bit higher than that in the history of the Utah Jazz has been a player that the Jazz have drafted because they don't sign free yeah. agents to Salt Lake City. Agreed. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And also, it's like it's also a Mormon town, so yeah. people, there's a lot of get, weird shit. You going get drafted on. there, or you get traded there. Yeah, that's, that's how you get to Utah. Yeah, a lot of super weird stuff going on. Do you think that there's just some kind of like Mormon cult that's trying to like ruin this organization? They put some kind of Mormon hex. Yeah, they just like they've the cursed jazz. it because it, it's a form of entertainment. And like, I think that just the layering like Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert beef that they that denied yeah. existed. I think that's like, which is stemming from like COVID, right? Like two years ago. That's yeah. causing a. I think it caused a bigger rift in the team than people assumed at the yeah, time. Yeah, I would. I I would definitely agree with that. Because the Jazz were what were they? They were the like one or two seed in the playoffs a couple years ago. Yeah, right? and then Snyder just left. Yeah, He's and like, then they fled out. I think. And then this year, I don't think they lost in the first round. I think oh, they lost to Dallas in the first round, I think. Yeah, but they were still like like a competing good team. Right. Yeah. Like they were one of those teams that you could see them being one piece away from being really good. But yeah. instead, they're like, we're and, going to burn it all down. Yeah, and Snyder's a hell of a coach. Like, I would love to see him go somewhere else. I don't. Did, did he retire or did he just leave? No, he just resigned. Yeah, right. that. so that's like, it's just so crazy to me. Like, something has to be going He's on. He's a young guy, too. Yeah. So... I don't know. Something fishy's happening there. I would like to see what Gobert can do on that team, what that team can do with him. However, Utah, unless they make a move right now, they're just going to be very mediocre next year because all of their potential is coming from future drafts. So, unless they use those as leverage for somebody else, but I don't know. It's the same story with all the smaller market franchises. They have, like, over the course of a 10-year period, they have maybe, like, two or three years where they're like, okay, we can compete like right now. And then after that, we're going to have to blow it up because everybody's going to sign elsewhere. And like our stars are going to ask for trades. And so you're basically rebuilding for the majority of your franchise's life. What do you think? Utah gives up all the picks they just got, plus Donovan Mitchell given to the Nets for a sign-and-trade for KD Kyrie. <laughs> KD, honestly, I think KD would probably retire if they traded him to the Jazz. Agree, yeah. He'd be like, I'm going to go play China. Yeah. <laughs> like, See ya. I'm going to go play for the, the, for, sh- the live, for the live tournament. <laughs> the Shanghai Sharks just offered me a one-year $78 million contract yeah. to go <laughs> play with them for a while. Fully guaranteed. <laughs> and he averages 58 a game, and they win the championship. Yeah. So free agency is crazy right now. Really – and like I told you the other day, I was like, out of all the stuff that's happened, like the Minnesota one was probably the most surprising. Yeah. Um, the KD Kyrie one that's coming is probably going to be pretty surprising, but I wish it would just fucking happen already because wish- I'm already sick of every day I wake up and look at Twitter. It's like KD wants to go to a new team and he just, there's just a new team on the market for KD. Yeah. Like I'm over it. It's like, it's got to be an awkward situation for all those guys. Uh, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, not necessarily like the players, but like the other players on the team. Oh yeah, the when, like, ones. When, yeah, whenever he he chooses a destination, they're like, "Well, I'm on trade list." Yeah, so. then, like as soon as Katie's like, "I want to go to the Heat," Tyler Hero's like, "Fuck!" I'm gonna <laughs> so, go like I am primary. It's like I'm, I'm going to be the, num- the number one trade target. Like yeah. <laughs> they're looking at Bam Adebayo. Like which one of us is going to be? Yep. Ah uh, man, it's just. Uh, I think Jimmy Butler would hate Katie too. Oh, agreed. Yeah, Jimmy. I Imagine think, the shit talking practice. He'd be like, if you weren't tweeting so goddamn much all the time, right, it'd be tougher. He, exactly. He so I, I think he would get along with KD, and this is probably pretty obvious. Way more than he would get along with Kyrie. Oh, absolutely. It, Kyrie, him and Kyrie would fucking fist fight each other. Yeah. Like in the first practice, Kyrie would probably retire. It was like who was the uh, was it Bobby Portis that like broke his teammates' <laughs> like nose in practice the one time he got they got in a fight. 
I think it was so. Miritic, Nikola Miritic. Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Bobby Poor just punched him out in practice, and Miritic <laughs> missed like a month of games. Then the next season, he was like, "I'm just gonna go back to Spain." Yeah. And now he's like, <laughs> he's been like the league MVP in Spain for the last like three years. Oh man, yeah, those are good times. Or back when like when Jimmy jumped from like three different teams and like. Two years or something yeah. like that, and then he would just fight with everybody. Just on the shit team. talking everybody until yeah, they well, traded he went him. To, he went to Minnesota, then he went to Philadelphia, then he went to the Heat. He was, was he on Philly? He was on the Seth 76ers, yeah. I think. Yeah. And just didn't mesh with fucking any of those no. players. Granted, I think I think Embiid was hurt that year. Yeah, I thought Butler and Embiid would be good because Butler would be like the super serious one, and yeah. Embiid's like the jokester keeps things well, light in the locker room. Well, Embiid's kind of like turned a, a different like take on it because he's still kind of goofy and stuff, but like he's not anywhere near. As like childish as he was, like no, especially well because like, he didn't play like the first like four years of his career. Exactly, he was just like rehabbing, yeah. so he was just doing nothing but cracking jokes. And, and especially he was like that this year before, b- before they signed James Harden when he was doing everything yeah. for that team. Then they signed James. He's like, all right, now there's a little bit of a load lifted off of me. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think Joel Embiid has has turned a, a more more serious tone. In his basketball playing, it was I, I think he really wants a ring. It was fun to watch him. Just like I remember, like the early days of Embiid's career when when he was injured and all he did was sit on Twitter and like holler at Rihanna. That <laughs> was funny. <yeah. laughs> I wonder. I really hope that they've met since then. Yeah, I, I would assume they've had passing. Um, it's kind Probably of crazy. His child. To, it's yeah. <laughs> it's kind of crazy to think that Joel Embiid is considered a vet now. Like, yeah. Because, like you said, he didn't play the first few years of his career. Came out of Kansas, got hurt at Kansas too, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. So, so like, didn't play much basketball. Bay. Kansas got upset that year because Embiid missed their like second round. Game. Yeah, he's, he's been in the league for what seven years now, something like that. Twenty sixteen, maybe. So or going on six drafted? years. No, going no, in, 20, going on twenty fourteen. Going on seven years. He I was think. the year before Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, came so out. seven, seven or eight years. Yeah. And it's like I feel like he's only been. Talk of the league for about three years. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, just like KD, KD's been in the league since 2007. Yeah, dude. I remember watching him. Play like I was in a Texas. freshman in high school when KD got yeah. to the NBA. Watching him play in Texas was pretty outstanding. Yeah, and then watching them lose in the second yeah. round because Rick Barnes can't win a tournament yep. game when he needs to. Yep, we've discussed that. <laughs> <laughs> Rick Barnes just needs to not be on orange teams. Yeah, I think he just got to switch it up. Yeah, he's got a color block <laughs> with, with got- the orange teams. <laughs> It's impressive, though. Yeah. I honestly believe that I could get Kevin Durant to the Sweet 16. Uh, you'd think. Um, but, That just yeah. might be my bias showing because he's the Tennessee coach now. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck Rick Barnes. Fuck Rick Barnes. Um, all right. So, uh, do you want to touch on – okay. So, you had a few of these, I think, uh, trades that would absolutely, like, break the NBA. Oh, yeah. I think I say I'll let you take it if you want. Cause so it, it depends on what like what's our goal here. Do we want to well make I, the NBA more interesting, or do we want to like ruin the NBA? Well, let's let's give them you know a piece of both. You know, because I, I was just messing around on the uh, on the trade app just to see which ones made sense, and I think my favorite one is Russell Westbrook. Granted, he would have to opt into it because I think he has a player option right now. Yeah, would be Russell Westbrook and basically the rest of the LA Lakers. Probably minus AD yeah. and all their picks for KD, Kyrie, Sonnen. <laughs> <laughs> now, see, I would want to trade. 
if I wanted to ruin the NBA, I would instead of Kyrie, I would put Ben Simmons in there. Because oh, Ben yeah. Simmons and LeBron on the same team just absolutely would not work. That would be the most – for one, they have similar play styles. Yeah. And just two, LeBron can actually shoot. And two, Ben Simmons is an absolute bitch. So, yeah. <laughs> so LeBron would just – LeBron's not even a bully. Actually, you know, if there's anybody might Ben Simmons might be able to play, <laughs> yeah. it might be LeBron because LeBron somehow brings out the best in you. He's kind of like the, the Steph effect. But Steph does it in a different way. Right. So, like, LeBron is, like, your big brother who's also the coach. And Steph is just like, come on, Benny Ben, yeah. you can do it. Come yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Steph is just, like, that dude that balls the fuck out. And then it wouldn't be like it's Kobe. just an energy guy. Like, you just, you just feed off, like, that team's energy. I feel like Jimmy Butler's got that, like, Kobe energy where he's just going to, like, that Kobe thing where if you're not playing good in practice, he's just going to sit there and call you a bitch until Agreed. you start playing better. Which, unfortunately, I think worked way better back then. But yeah. we have a very soft generation that's coming into ben this Simmons NBA. Simmons just seems like the type of person that you yell at him and he would be like, I can just go home. Right, <laughs> exactly, yeah. It just would not work. And and Jimmy would just be like, cool, see ya. He gets like, kicked out of practice because he doesn't yeah. want to be there. Well, was Jimmy on that team when Ben Simmons was on that team originally? Yeah, yeah so I, would, I wonder how that I fucking went. I think Ben went. Simmons might have been hurt when Jimmy Butler okay. was there, though. Also, Ben might not have been as big of a little puss right. as he was back then. That's when we thought we just he couldn't shoot, not that he was absolutely terrified of shooting. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was just the crazy – like, I have a friend from, from Flea, Carlos, who – is uh, number one Ben Simmons. We've been talking hey. about getting his Ben Simmons opinions for like a today would have been now. a good one. Honestly, I might I might call him tonight and see, yeah, and then plug him in. Okay, but um, no, but he's he's absolutely hates Ben Simmons. Like calls him bitch made all the stuff. And I would if I was from Philly, probably. Yeah, and and even he was like, I don't care if you're just like missing or airballing, but. Take the fucking shot. Like, something. shoot the ball. Like, is, like not, is it not embarrassing that I got you literally standing in the paint? Right. While you're at the top of the Just key? keep shooting till you make it. Like, you got to be down there. You might get a few of those rebounds. Right. Just like, how many of them can you miss in a row, realistically? Like, you're a pro basketball player. Like, you're going to hit, like, one out of every five yeah. minimum. Plus, I've seen your summer basketball highlights of you pulling up from 30. So, where the fuck is this well, at? the big the thing NBA? is that everybody thinks that he's just, like, shooting with the wrong hand. Because he, he's right-handed and everything else, but he shoots left-handed. Yeah, I have heard that. That just his dad like made him become left-handed because he knew like that was like more valuable in basketball. God, so he's probably just been like manipulated his yeah. whole life. So he's probably just like fuck this, I'm done. He's just like the Manchurian candidate for basketball players. Like his dad was just trying to create this prototype NBA player, and he's just like I don't even feel like basketball. Yeah, what was his injury at LSU? Was it a legitimate injury or did he just sit out? Uh, no, he played LSU. I know, but he I think he got hurt towards the end of the season, if I'm not mistaken. No, his team was just bad. They didn't make the tournament. I could have swore he got hurt. I'm probably wrong. But he got hurt in the NBA. I think he had like a foot injury or a back injury, I think. See, that's what I thought happened to him. In, I, don't, I don't know. It's not important. But it just makes me think is like he probably just doesn't love basketball. Yeah. He doesn't He's just burnt like, out. He doesn't really seem like he gives a shit. He's burnt out, but he doesn't want to give up the money. No, absolutely not. I wouldn't yeah. either. He's like, like, I hate basketball, but I also, but I love millions but of I'm dollars. But I'm very good more. at it. Now yeah. people want to pay me $30 million a year to yeah. do it. He'll end up being a, um, like a worse, uh, oh, shit. I can't think of his name. Um, he just won an NBA title with the Golden State Warriors. What, Wiggins? Yeah. I think he went to being a worse Wiggins. Because yeah. Wiggins has kind of redeemed himself. Yeah, like, Wiggins found his like niche as like, oh, yes. I can if I'm the third or fourth option. I was about to say, I can, I'm the third or fourth best. I can, I can just sit in the corner and wait for Steph and Clay to give me the ball. I'm in a good spot to shoot. Yeah. And he can um, still jump and rebound. And yeah, it's, it was when he was trying to – when they were making him take 20 shots a game in Minnesota. 
That was not the move. For yeah, me. well, say and join the Golden State Warriors, and just like everybody else, everybody who joins the Golden State Warriors becomes the greatest three point shooter assimilates. of all time. Yeah, it just well, it's because you're always open. You just always have an open shot. Yeah, like the way they move the ball, the way you have to stick to Steph and Clay, like you have to stay on their hip. Right. So then you end up with like the third or fourth best defender, and if they're moving the ball like that, especially with Draymond running point. You're you're gonna have a shot, right? Every time you're gonna have a shot, so you just end up getting into a rhythm. I think that's what happened. That's with why the, war- the Warriors would be scary if they can get anything from James Wiseman, like playing center. Yeah, dude. I mean, like, because he was the number two pick in the draft. Yeah, I don't think because, like, from what I understand, he's not hurt. They just didn't play him. Yeah, like he just quote unquote didn't fit in that offense, which I guess you know it's since now because it makes sense now. I mean, they just won the NBA championship, so. Clearly, Steve Kerr, whoever made that decision, knew what he was talking about. But I just don't see how you don't use James Wiseman if he's healthy. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's weird. Because I was asking a bunch of people that. I kept trying to Google stuff. Is he hurt? Nothing ever came out that he was hurt. He was and also it, one of those weird picks where he just, like, he might not actually just be as good as we thought he was. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, because he, he was COVID year, right? Like his, He was, and then he played the first, like, five or six games with Memphis, and then the NCAA stuff came out that, like, Penny Hardaway, like, paid for him move to memphis uh just a year too soon buddy yeah, just a year too soon <laughs> so the ncaa suspended him and he was just like i'm just gonna leave yeah yeah i do yeah, that, that remember that's how that went yeah because yeah because he was he was drafted off potential yeah line, pretty much he was so like that, the number one high school player coming out he was like he's so formidable of like a, like a physical athlete yeah like you just assume he can make something happen yeah but so was uh i think the biggest example of what he could end up being is like a marvin bagley yeah. Oh, yeah. I was and Bagley is just a it's like he averaged like twenty and ten at Duke, and in the NBA, he's just been a, a super a end, of, end of the bench role player for the most part. Yeah. Who was who was the other one for Duke? That's almost the exact same. Um, came out like the year after him, I think. Uh, I have no idea. Oh, crap. That's gonna bug me. I don't know. It might have been the year before. Like they almost played the exact same position. No, not it wasn't Zion. No, hell no. <laughs> That was one of my trades that I had, actually, by the way. That would really fuck the NBA up. Zion has... KD, uh, there's more involved, let's see. But the big thing would be, it was a three-team trade between the Lakers, the Nets, and the Pelicans. Yeah. Where the Nets end up with Russell Westbrook and Zion Williamson. Okay. And the Pelicans end up with KD. And let's see, who did have the Lakers? Oh, and the Lakers ended up with Kyrie. What a team that would be. Like... Just to watch Zion and Russell, like, granted, if Russell still has all of his athletic prowess, just the amount of, like, rim-shattering dunks. Zion and Russell with absolutely, like, no expectations of winning anything. They're just like, just go out and ball. Yeah, just just, like, just, <laughs> just put asses in the seats. Yeah, that's all we need. And you get KD on the Pelicans, team him up with uh, Brandon Ingram and CJ McCollum. I don't know. You might have something there. It, I mean, it does make sense. Uh, like the, uh, I was to say Zion just got a – Five-year Supermax. Didn't though, the so. Pelicans take – they took the Suns to seven games in the first round this year, I think. Uh, yeah, I think. And that was with Zion not playing. Yeah, 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 you are right. So they just take to, that same team, They had basically. a really randomly good team. Yeah, I do remember that. Um, but, yeah, yeah, uh, but the Hornets – not the Hornets. The Pelicans just gave – Zion like a five-year, two hundred and three million dollar contract. Or he's some played shit like, like that. not even really a full season was worth of games in the four years that he's yeah. been there. Supposedly he's in shape now. I'll believe I'm, it. I'm, I'm seeing that he's like buff as shit now. But 
He is small, six six. Yeah, I mean like he's, he's like not, he's maybe six five. They have him listed at six seven. He's fucking not at all. No, he is not six seven. And like he's, he's just he's not a paint player. Chunky. Yeah, he can't really shoot. Like he is one of those prime examples of like you better never not be able to jump. Yeah. Like if you can't jump, that's literally what your whole NBA is based off of. Big body yeah. jump. Better take care, take care of those tendons, buddy. You better figure out how to shoot. I hope he spent these this last year and a half. Figuring out a whole new jump shot. He's just got a weird-looking jumper, though. He's drowned. Somebody who jumps so high, he does not jump on his threes. Like, yeah. He just, like, he, he does, well, like, Because he's the, so fucking strong. Yeah. He's like, just, <laughs> he's like, well, I don't... He's, he's like, I can only jump if I'm trying to dunk. <laughs> he's going to jump 11 feet in the air and shoot it down to the rim. Yeah, I mean, hell, it worked. Kobe had a line drop shot. He did. His money. R.I.P. Um, okay, so... I do... Two. I do want to talk about this thing that just popped up on my phone, actually, since we have started this. Right? I think it was right before. This might be our first breaking news. Right, in the exactly. I, we had a plan to do this at one point. Yeah. But we just, just scroll through Twitter. Yeah, we're just not on. happening now. Yeah, so we got lucky with this one. So, per the new – this is MLB news. So, uh, a, new CBA, uh, a new CBA agreement has allowed the commissioner, a.k.a. Rob Manfred, to add – legends quote-unquote to the all-star game roster so i was kind of reading that reading the article and looking at it and i don't know if it means that like a retired legend can come back to play or if it's like ones that are currently playing that are going to be like possible hall uh, of famers they're, are they really going to do this just so they can add fucking yadier molina and Albert no it, well to okay the game so roster? what i what i saw it was manfred can add one player to each team so it's going to be clearly albert pujols yeah for the nl al is going to be miguel cabrera yep yep those would be two. that's probably exactly why they made this yeah role, it's now which, that i think yeah. about it um, i sincerely wish it was the other way around and it was like they're bringing back the old legends like we're having the mlb all-star team play against the steroid era all-stars yeah well that's <laughs> what i was thinking because because you brought that up it's like can you imagine having barry bonds hit in the all-star game and i would be like i yeah but i mean like what against Corbin Burns? Yeah, on a ninety-eight mile per hour sinker. I bet like, he's I, gonna have not have a chance. I bet he'd still go one for three with a walk. He might. <laughs> if anybody could, it would be him. Yeah. But um, he's also blackballed from the MLB, so he'll never be in that league they again. Would never. Well, they was, won't even put him on MLB the show. No, it was weird because like he was the hitting coach for the Marlins for a season or and two. Apparently, everybody fucking hated. Yeah, him. <laughs> I, I can imagine because he was probably like, "Why do you guys not? Why don't you just hit the fucking ball?" Yeah. <laughs> it's like, why don't you just hit it over the fence? Yeah, you see, like, watch this tape of me. You see how he threw the pitch in there, and I hit it 480 feet to right field. He's like, like "Granted, you're not going to get a 480, but 440, 440, yeah, it should be nothing yeah. with your oh muscle mass." Um, yeah, because apparently. Uh, Mark McGuire was the hitting coach for somebody. I think it was the Dodgers. It was a Dodger. I think it was the Dodgers duels. I yeah. think. Uh, but yeah, and it's just, I just, that just doesn't pan out. Like I think Mark McGuire's thing was he was the hitting coach around the same time that all of the uh, hullabaloo was coming out about the steroid era, and everybody was like getting on their high horse about it, and he kind of like slinked away into the darkness after that. Yeah, because wasn't he one of the ones that was always a denier? Like, didn't? Well, he. I, because he was think, very open about it. Like I think before he was one of the was, only ones that was like, you didn't tell me I couldn't do this. Right. But I, I always thought that like after it came out, like, hey, don't do this. He was always the one who deny it. But I think I would have to go back and rewatch Boys of Summer. Palmero was the one pointing his finger at Congress. Like, I didn't do this shit. And then yeah. it was like, well, here's all the reasons that say that you did. Right. Yeah. 
Um, and of Sammy course, Sammy Separated like not to know English. That was the funniest thing. <laughs> <laughs> he was just like in Congress, just like I don't Robin, understand the question. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's like that's a good move, actually. It was. <laughs> Yeah, well, that, that's that's really fucking. Funny. His lawyer was like, "Listen, I got I got a crazy yeah, idea." It's like, turns out uh, they know you speak. <laughs> <laughs> there's lots. There's thousands of hours of tape of you yeah. doing interviews in and English. You've written letters in English. <laughs> um, yeah, but and then of course Barry, uh, Barry. I just I just know he's got to be the biggest fucking piece of shit. Ever. Oh, for sure. He just I, I don't even think has he ever even done an interview that like I'm sure he has at some point, but I'm not even sure. I've not ever, like since he's like retired. I feel like he's right. just like screw you guys. Yeah, he's he. I think he like he like Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan is a lot more. Of course, granted, he's Michael Jordan's everyone on steroids. Jordan but, at least shows up like hammered to random public events. Right. <laughs> like he keeps himself speaks, out there that way. Still speaks perfectly. Like, yeah, he's a, he's an absolute alcoholic. Yeah, but, but so so yeah. So basically, that was what that was. CBA. I mean, they want of course. Somebody told me the other day is like, why isn't Albert Pujols getting like this farewell tour like like Jeter got or something? Yeah, and I was like, well, I mean, he's not Jeter, and and he's better two, than Jeter. It's two. It's because they're doing this clearly. So yeah, I would yeah double, but he's probably. I mean, of our generation, really, he might be the best baseball player of our generation, like the pre Mike Trout, maybe. Yeah, like that, like ten fifteen year period, like there wasn't really a whole lot better. I than... would say him or Miguel Cabrera. Yeah, I mean Miguel Cabrera had. I would say Miguel Cabrera, he he didn't have like. Now I didn't pitch, but I would say of the hitters, you don't want to face Albert Pujols just because. It's Albert Pujols. He has that his, allure about him. That's why they called him, him the machine, because he yeah. was just an absolute He has machine. that allure about him. But Miguel Cabrera, if I'm not mistaken, had a way more consistently better career oh, he, than he Albert was, Pujols. He was like, better for longer. Yeah, he's like he's like a 280-plus hitter for his like career. Like yeah. 280, And that's with his last like four or five years. Yeah, the he's dude, just been like old, fat Miguel Cabrera. The like, dude, he, like he's not, a, he's not a tank of a man who hits home runs, bombs. He used to be. But yeah. now he's just – he gets the, to the – the dude is – is a phenomenal hitter. Yeah, phenomenal hand-eye coordination. Yeah, but, I for mean, sure. If you have three thousand hits and five hundred homers, yeah. you got to. And and the Pujols drop off was just so quick. Yeah, like, so quick. Like he, which had, leads you to believe that the rumors that he was actually like four years older. Than exactly. Said he yeah, was, are true. I was gonna bring that up. Uh, that, yeah, they were saying like really when he was like. 29, 30, he was like 30, 34, yeah. which would explain a lot. Yeah, and you would never sign a thirty-four-year-old to a ten-year contract. No, absolutely not. Um. So yeah, so this year, I, I mean, I'm gonna go ahead and call it. Pujols and Miggy are gonna be the the legend celeb appearance. All-star yeah, but game. Rob Manfred, if you want to get everybody immediately on your side, you need to have like Barry Bonds DHing Pete Rose playing third base. But <laughs> it's also a very Manfred thing to do to choose Yadier over Pujols yeah. and do like like well, I was gonna say McCutcheon over Miggy, but McCutcheon plays for the Brewers, so he would yeah. also be in NL. Um, I, don't even, whatever, I don't even whatever, know if there's another like still aging star that would, whatever decision there is to fuck up, he's thinking of ways to do it. Dude, he is. So, I hate him. He's got to be the worst commissioner of all the major sports there right now. There cannot be. A, there's not a worse one. I mean, maybe like Stern wasn't the best, but Stern wasn't. Stern like, got shit done though. Stern did shit get done. He was a businessman. Rob Manfred is just a fucking idiot. And Rob, I think Rob Goodell is just a robot program oh, he's, by the NFL he, owners. Yeah, the owner. He, he's a he's a puppet. He's just sure. a lawyer. Yeah, he, exactly. He's just the best. <laughs> PR their person there is. I mean, that's basically what a commissioner is, really. They're like the PR like face of the owners of the league. Goodell is the best person at saying absolutely nothing. Like He's better than most yep. politicians. Oh, yeah. 
Well, his, I'm pretty sure his dad was a senator. Probably. He looks like a fucking senator's <laughs> yeah, kid. Yeah, a senator's kid. You're just like, I know you got this job out of college. For sure. Um, all right. So uh, our still holding strong recurring segment is around the corner. Hell yeah. Free right. ball in time. Yeah, free ball in time. Yeah, Uh, did, do you want to do the honors or would sure. you like me to? I'll you do the ahead. honors here. Shaking up the bag into the mic once a, again. A few have been added since last time. We're going blind. We need to get some kind of like plug-in audio for this segment. I think that'll be an, an, another task. Well, it looks like one you've This is one that I did. Yep. Okay, so the topic is death row meals. What we what are you eating oh, the last day before they shit. give you the chair for murdering the CEO of Duke's Mayonnaise? This is one of those things that like you can't fuck up because it's literally your last meal. So I feel like I would need a lot of time to think on it off the top of my head just to keep it simple and to the point. All right, so is it an all day meal, breakfast, lunch, dinner, or no, this is just like the last meal? They're like, you're gonna eat them. We're gonna do the electric chair. Um, dude, I. My favorite meal of all time, simple as it is, is perfectly cooked buffalo chicken wings. Okay. Dude, if you hook Any me up with like... place? So, it's it's moved over the years. So, there's a place here locally, um, a chicken box that has fire wings, south end spot. Okay. Also, a chain. I've always been a roosters. Yeah. I really don't know. What I would probably do, though, I'd probably just have my dad come in. And just <laughs> chef them up off the fryer. Smoke yeah, up. just smoke them off the fryer or something like that because I've never been disappointed by his. He's got top ten of okay. all time. So okay. shout out, Dad, if you're listening. Even you're so wings? Out. Yeah. I feel like you're going to be like me and you're going to be like blowing out some major shit after the Oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. I'm going to make it as difficult for you to clean up yeah. as possible. Let's say I'm going to the electric chair and I'm, I'm spilling out of every orifice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I mean, I want to go with a classic, just one that's – Always been there for me in tough times when I needed it. And we're going with the number seven combo from Taco Bell. Fuck. A chicken yes. quesadilla with a taco, a big-ass Baja Blast to drink. And that, then maybe throw a cheesy gordita crunch on the side. That's a solid, solid answer. I was, I was about to say, I, I would need to throw either a beefy five in there or um, if they have it and they ever bring it back, the grilled cheese burrito. Yeah. It was an absolute fucking oh, yeah. monster wreck your dish. stomach, but yeah. that, like... Five minutes while you were eating it yeah. just can't be beaten. The people that tell me that Taco Bell is only good when you're drunk are they piss me the fuck off. No, it's like, not wrong. It's better when you're drunk, just because everything's better when you're drunk. Taco Bell even don't sleep on their breakfast food too. The breakfast is fire. It's better than a lot of other places' breakfast food. Oh, it's also yeah. Taco Bell is also not. It's granted, it's horribly unhealthy because yeah. it's fast food. But it ain't no bit like it's better than McDonald's yeah. and all these other shit places. By the way, this like is my eat. dream sponsor for this show. It's oh Taco Bell. <laughs> we got a Taco Bell sponsorship here. Just will, like, just even if they gave me like ten percent off for life. Yeah, like I've been I've been hyping you up for free for years, Taco yeah. Bell. I want you to remember this. I also have the hardest Taco Bell shirt ever that I would wear every yeah. single day once it starts getting filmed. Yeah, I wear I wear it every episode. Yeah. <laughs> all right, what's our what happened time? You want to do one? Yeah, let's do another one. I'll all let right. you pick this one. All right, let's do this. Get in there. Rustle it around. This is another one you've done, I think. Yep. Ooh. I fucking 
hate you so what, much. What is it? Is this the one I think it is? What is the deal with airline food? <laughs> <laughs> but, okay. This is serious. Well, right now there's no deal because COVID shut that shit down. Well, because this is, like, this was always the old, like, making fun of, like, Jerry Seinfeld and, like, 90s comedians. Like, what is the deal with airline food? But I want to have a serious discussion about it because our fathers and mothers and grandparents ate, like, fucking kings on airplanes, man. And we get these shitty little bags of peanuts. They used to serve, like, full-course meals on these flights. Well, that's the thing that pissed me off. It's like, did they have a kitchen, or were they prepped already? Like, because now, I mean, unless you're flying, like, a massive charter or private plane, or you're going to, like, Europe or yeah. something, like, there's not a kitchen on the flight. Like, there's, there's a microwave and a full mini fridge. A little fridge. mini fridge full <laughs> yeah, of, like, right. like, airplane bottles That are $10 Tito's. a pop, yeah. But... Like, what happened? I see things, like, in the movies, like, people flying in the 60s. Like, getting on the airplane was, like, an event. Like, you got dressed up. Yep. Like, you got on the plane. Like, you had yourself a champagne well, and some... Um, 9-11 was a, a Salisbury steak. <laughs> 9-11 ruined a lot. Like, why can't I have, like, a grilled chicken breast and green beans on an airplane? Why yeah, is that? well, and, and that's another thing. I, I haven't... I, so, I have taken a flight that's longer than, like, five hours. So I would assume that they don't have an obligation to feed you unless you're on there yeah. for like eight 18. to ten hours or something like that or, or more. So they might still be doing that. I don't know. I doubt it. They should demand better as a country. Right. But now, because of COVID, which is bullshit, you, you can't even get water for free right. on an airplane. You have to pay for a bottle of water. Like, what if I'm dying? What if I'm dehydrated like i didn't even think it was legal to charge somebody for water like i thought you had to provide some water <laughs> especially if, if i can't just like leave and go get water. right it's like there's not like a tap that i can go right get, get the water out yeah, of. i'm not like, getting I'm out of the bathroom Thirty thousand feet up in the air <laughs> just hold your cup out the window and collect the water vapor from the clouds yeah instead yeah right instead <laughs> you gotta pay fucking five dollars for shitty aquafina because the airline has a sponsorship. Yeah, I know they got Duke's Mayo on that plane somewhere. Oh, they fucking do. Yeah, that's why. Every every, that's, every plane that has Duke's Mayo crashes. That's just something that I wanted to get off my chest. No, that's fair. I definitely agree with that. I mean, I would love, because I've been flying a lot more recently, just because I've been traveling more. But, I mean, it. I always have to buy something good to eat and then take it on to the airport. Yeah, and your only other option is you have to you pay for food at the airport. You like That costs you like $15 yeah. for a Subway sandwich. Double. Yeah, the airports are fucking. I don't There's know. some whores about their stuff. Yeah, it's the airport is the most corporate place I've ever seen in my life. Well, it's because they know you can't leave. Exactly. Like, That's what, yeah. Once you they, get through security, they're like, "You're stuck here until your flight comes." Like, yeah, we're not gonna let you back out this side. They got me, and they're so fucking prepared all the time. Because when I was when I was younger, I took a flight to Vegas by myself to visit a friend, and it was my my first time ever flying by myself. Yeah, and. I had I had Beats headphones, but I had a newer phone, so they had the old jack in them. So I didn't have like I wasn't prepared. I didn't have oh an God. adapter, so I was like, I'll just go buy one from the store because I know they have one for this one little adapter that would have cost me five bucks at Walgreens was forty dollars. Yeah, and I was like, I have to fucking pay it. The like, fucking I can't do the this. Eight, casual eight hundred percent cup. Yeah, I'm not just gonna fucking like raw dog this this flight. Like I should legally with my thoughts. Legally, I should be allowed to burn down your store if you're selling up at seven eight hundred percent markup. Agreed, and it's always somebody who's like so reluctant to like sell it to me too. They're like, why? Like, what? You're making me sell this. It's like, is this yours? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Did you make this? This Is your personal one? Yeah. So, but yeah. So what? I don't. What is the deal with airline food? Exactly. What is the fucking deal, man? I don't know. Seinfeld was onto something. Seinfeld was. (laughs) All right, well, I think that does it for 
season three, episode season two, episode four of uh, this new season, episode four of this new season of Man in the New Spot. Um, the studio is on the way. Yeah. Almost, almost complete. Um, we are going to try to film the next podcast. I'm saying that now. He's putting it on the record putting so that you can record. hold him accountable. Putting it on the record so that... If you have Schmoll's phone number, if we're not on film the next time we do this, I need you to blow him up. This is probably, I think just Cholito will make it this far. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just Cholito? Yeah. Oh, speaking of that, one of my, uh, one of my friends the other day um, who, who was new to the podcast, I introduced him to it. He listened, and me and him had a 20-minute discussion on fat memory. Yes. Well, while we were playing See? golf. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he was like, he's like, I think you're on to it's something. It's catching like on. Yeah. Like, there's this. <laughs> we I, was, to... I was like, out of all the topics we discussed, that's one of my favorites. I think that's the most valid point that I've made this entire, yeah. this entire <laughs> show. Fat memory. There's, so, there's too many tales of fat athletes just not cutting it as skinny athletes. So yep. There has to be something to it. Yep. Fat memory is definitely a thing. And if you want to get real fat and possibly die, you eat Duke's mayo. Yeah. Once. It's been proven <laughs> to make you fat as shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So that'll end it here. Fuck Duke's mayo. Video's coming soon. Follow us on Twitter. All that shit. And keep it mayo. Keep it mayo as always.